0: This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Hello everyone, my name is Michael Tran, Technical Services Consultant and the BT Technical Services team, a group of qualified individuals who can help you as advisors answer any technical advice strategy related queries you might have. In today's podcast, I'll be covering some measures I've not previously spoken about, One relates to the recent changes to the government paid parental leave scheme that have recently passed Parliament at the start of March after announcing them as part of the recent October 2022 budget. Secondly, I'll touch on the recent indexation to some social security rates and thresholds. Starting with the first one, the Paid Parental Leave Amendment Improvements for Families and Gender Equality Act 2023 received rule assent and covers a number of measures relating to the government paid parental leave scheme. While the act has taken effect as of the 26th of March, the changes will not apply to a child born or adopted before the 1st of July, 2023. Now the March date has been provided because it is possible to make a claim for parental leave 97 days before the child's expected birth. Transitional rules will apply here and if the child is born before the 1st of July, the old or current rules apply and the new rules will apply if the child is born or adopted after the 1st of July 2023, regardless of when the claim is made. For the purposes of this podcast, I'm focusing on the new rules, but I will mention the old rules for context. First, a bit of background. The government paid parental leave scheme is separate to any paid leave an employer may offer under an industrial relations instrument or employment contract. The government scheme provides an amount per week equal to the weekly rate of the national minimum wage. Uh, This is currently $812.45 which is indexed over time and it's aimed at helping primary carers take time off work to care for their newborn or recently adopted child. Now, the first change as a result of the recent legislation will increase the parental leave pay to a maximum of 20 weeks from the 1st of July 2023 prior to the change or uh, for births um, and adoptions before the 1st of July 2023. The maximum is actually 18 weeks and there are two weeks provided for dad and partner pay. The changes will amalgamate the two payments into one. That is the existing paid uh, parental leave pay and the dad and partner pay. Um, And this is how we achieve the total of 20 weeks. That's how it's been derived for single parents. This will increase the total number of weeks from 18 to 20 weeks. And for couples, there will no longer be two different types of payments. Under the new rules, while the single scheme will have a maximum of 20 weeks for couples, each parent cannot have more than 18 weeks. Or in other words, each parent will have two weeks reserved for them as use it or lose it periods. The second change is given the single amalgamated scheme, there will no longer be a distinction or classification of who the primary or second carer or claimant will be, allowing families the flexibility to decide who will claim it first. Under the old rules, there was a general requirement for the birth mother or the person who most meets the child's needs to apply for the 18-week parental leave pay first. If the first claimant decided to return to work early, they were able to transfer the unused amounts to the second claimant, assuming they qualify. The new scheme will allow either parent to be the first claimant. The third change is that the paid parental leave will only consist of flexible paid parental leave days, allowing parents to take the leave as small as one day blocks at a time, and also work between each period of leave Um, as long as the leave is taken within the child turning two or the second anniversary of their care, currently the first claimant who receives the parental leave pay has a leave has their leave consists of two parts, a paid parental leave period, which needs to be taken as a single continuous period of up to 12 weeks used within the first 52 weeks from the date of birth or adoption. And in in addition to that, there's 30 days of flexible paid parental leave. So for the first 12 week component, the parent must not generally be working during this time, For the flexible 30 days that they get, this can be taken after the 12 weeks are first used up, but it does not need to be taken immediately after, nor does it need to be taken in a continuous period of 30 days or a continuous block of 30 days. The change will convert all of the leave that we currently see today to this more flexible second type from one July, 2023 and it will be able to be taken between periods of work as well. Finally, the eligibility uh, criteria for parental uh, pay parental leave will incorporate a separate family income test where the individual fails the individual income test. Uh, the family income test will be set at 350000 and will index over time from the 1st of July, 2024. Currently to receive parental leave pay or dad and partner pay, the individual claiming it, must have adjusted taxable income below $156,647 for the 2021-22 financial year. That's for a claim for this current financial year because we're always looking at the tax return for the previous year. From 1 July 2023, if an individual claiming paid parental leave fails this test, as long as their family income is below $350,000, they'll still qualify. In other words, This will be an alternative test that may increase the number of people who can access it. And the government actually estimates an additional 3000 parents may become eligible. I mentioned that these changes follow the October budgets announcements regarding this measure. But what was not covered in this change that was proposed was the progressive increase to the total number of weeks increasing by two weeks every financial year until it hits 26 weeks from 2026-27 financial year. However, the Minister for Social Services has indicated that the government plans to bring forward legislation before July next year to increase the scheme to 26 weeks by 2026. Overall, these changes will mean more families will be eligible for paid parental leave. Single parents will have two additional weeks. Couples can choose who applies first and there will be more flexibility around when and how parents can use the government funded leave on our second topic a number of social security rates and thresholds were indexed on the 20th of march 2023 as part of the usual biannual indexation on each 20 march and 20 september which can assist your clients who receive relevant payments or clients looking to apply for these payments first in terms of the rates of payments the maximum rates of pension including Age pension or disability support pension has increased to $1,064 per fortnight for a single, or well, for those that are part of a couple but are not illness separated, this has increased to $802 per fortnight. Now, recall that these are the maximum rates of payments and these amounts are reduced under the harsher of the income and assets tests. As a result of the maximum rates of payments increasing, the disqualifying or upper thresholds for the income and assets tests are also increasing. For a single person, they can now earn up to $2,318 per fortnight before their pension cuts out completely. For a couple not separated by illness, this is now $3,544 per fortnight. From an assets test perspective, the disqualifying or upper assets, um, so upper limits have also increased. For a single homeowner, this is now six hundred and thirty four thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars and a non homeowner. It is eight hundred and fifty nine thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. For a couple that are not on separated and are homeowners, their assets test threshold or the upper limit is now nine hundred and fifty four thousand dollars. If they're a non homeowner, this is now one million one hundred and seventy eight thousand five hundred dollars. Not only has the rates and thresholds increased for pensions such as the age pension, but also for the job seeker payment, which has seen its rate, including energy supplement, increase to $701.90 per fortnight for a single with no children, or for singles with with children, this is now $754.70 per fortnight. For a member of a couple, their rate, including energy supplement, has increased to $639.10 per fortnight. Like the changes to the thresholds for a pension, the increased rate for job seeker payment also increases the disqualifying or upper threshold for the income test. For a single person with no children, this is now $1,337 per fortnight, or if they do have children, this is $1,425.50 per fortnight. For those that are part of a couple, there can actually be two separate income tests depending on whether or not the other spouse receives a pension from Centrelink. Assuming the spouse does not, the jobseeker payment recipient's disqualifying income limit is $1,232.84 per fortnight, but this may be reduced under the partner income test as any amount their spouse earns above $1,233 reduces the recipient's payments by $0.60 in the dollar. If the jobseeker payment recipient earns nothing or below the income-free area, their spouse can actually earn up to $2,298.17 per fortnight before their uh, job seeker payment recipient spouse is cut off. Finally, the income limits to be eligible for the low income health care card have also increased to an average per week income over an over an eight week period of $702 per week for a single with no children or for a couple with no children or a single person with one child. It's increased to $1,204 per week for every additional child. This threshold increases by $34 per week in both cases. Although this last figure has not increased. That is the $34 per week has not increased for each additional child since the 20th of March. Once a client holds the card to maintain their low income health care card, the thresholds, their income must not exceed are 125% of the thresholds. I just mentioned, for example, for a single with no children, it must be below $877.50 per week over an eight week period and so on. For the other circumstances. Issues such as this are what our team loves to discuss, not only in our fortnightly BT Academy webinar series, but also when we speak to advisors around strategy and legislation support when formulating advice for the for our clients. Our next webinar will be BT Academy Episode 73 Social Security Fundamentals refresher with myself taking place on Wednesday, the 12th of April at 12 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. In this session, I'll focus on refreshing and revising your knowledge about common Social Security payments and Social Security strategies. I'll also touch on some recent changes you may have missed. To register, head to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series. Like all our webinars, this session will be available on demand if you can't join us live and all sessions are accredited for CPD purposes. In the meantime, if you have any technical questions, you can contact the BT Technical Services team on one 655 901 or by email to technical at btfinancialgroup.com. Thanks for joining me, and until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows, and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory, and industry news. This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individuals' objectives, financial situations, or needs.